From Orlando, Florida and Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to the 1330 Podcast with your hosts, Keith Neighbor and Brent Bailey. Pulling from nearly half a century of experience, Brent and Keith share unique wisdom and proven insight to build the leader within you. Interact with us now on Facebook and Twitter at 1330podcast or email your questions and comments to 1330podcast at gmail.com. The 1330 Podcast starts right now. Welcome back to another 1330 Podcast where we tackle leadership issues, church issues, youth ministry, life, family, children, how to be awesome. <laughs> and everything else. I'm Brent Bailey. We need more awesome in we, the world, Brent. We do. We do. And uh, sitting here next to me is the ever-popular Keith Neighbor. And uh, we have uh, just enjoyed so much, so much of this so far. I mean, it I has. Hope, it's been awesome. I hope this Love doing this. this I hope everybody it. else is having as much fun as we are doing this because I am having a great time. Yeah. And uh, our, our, our studio is the uh, former home of the mega-evangelist. Oral Roberts, as we are sitting in his personal office. Study. Study, if as you As it were. And uh, it's a great place. It's got great acoustics in here. It does. So And great atmosphere. Absolutely. And so today, we thought we would uh, shift gears a little bit and talk about what do you do with that person that's in your organization, uh, volunteering at your church or, uh, or your, um, your business, that is just the uh, what Keith coined the phrase "non-star." They're they're just not the high capacity individual. What do you, what do you do with those kind of people? I've had those people that volunteered with me before, Brand. I have those people, and I I really think that you're going to end up with more people that are not all stars in the beginning than you will in the end. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we tend to only want those that are the all-stars. And when you look at the most successful sports teams that are out there, the most successful teams aren't the ones that go out and get all the all-stars because they don't ever gel together because everybody wants the, the spotlight. And the great teams are made up with the, with the you know, kind of the journeyman players that are mixed in with a few all-stars. And I think that we have to start to look at the people that are around us that maybe aren't considered the all-stars as being a lot more important to us than they are. Because they may not be a high-capacity leader for you, but they're leaders nonetheless, and they still have capacity. Well, in our very, very, very first podcast, we talked about what motivates you and we didn't really get into specifics, you know, of, of really what motivates us. But what one of the things that really motivates me is the potential for something to be awesome. Yes. And really, when it comes to dealing with people that are non-stars, you have to look past where they are right now to what their potential is. Because whatever capacity you're serving in right now, whether it's CEO, head pastor, you know, manager, or journeyman, as you will, uh, wherever you are right now, somebody had to look and see you as having that potential or else you wouldn't be there. Because I'm a, you I'm would, a prime example. Of you that, would right? never have gotten an opportunity, uh, to be where you are right now. If you, if somebody hadn't seen that potential in you, I got my start where I thought I was going to finish because I had somebody who believed in me Yeah, and 
they looked past all of the nonsense. Tomfoolery. And lack of experience and just immaturity a lot. They really looked past a lot of that because I was young. And they put me in a position that was that far exceeded what I thought my abilities were. But they allowed me to grow into it. And they allowed me to develop. They allowed me to make some mistakes. And over the course of time, I, I mean, I got corrected. I, I, got, I got in trouble. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a, you know, I'm going to fire you. And I can't believe you did something so stupid. And, you know, they went after me and, and attacked my character and who I was. They dealt with the issue. And then they loved me afterwards. And when you end up with somebody that has potential, that isn't an all-star yet, you have to look past those things as well because somebody took a chance on all of us at some point. You know, we didn't, you know, again, I understand that people, there are people that are those, quote, natural-born leaders, but those are few and far between. And and most of the other people that are out there are going to fall somewhere between, you know, in, in, you know, underneath that. And we've got to take a chance on those people and help them discover who they are, what God created them to do, and give them that opportunity to do those things that God created them for. And that all comes through relationship. And, and for me, you know, the thing that motivates me is the opportunity to make you better. Yeah. I, I was praying one day in my office. I'm I'm not a front guy. Brent and I used to do all sorts of stuff together, and and Brent was our front man, and I was the I was the you know I was the guy that just made sarcastic remarks. And, I was the lead singer, and you were the the lead guitar player. Yeah, and, and but <laughs> we both knew our role in that. Yeah. And there was never, it wasn't a competition of, oh, well, I need to come up and try and be the guy and I'm going to step up and try and stand in front of Brent or Brent was trying to cover me up. We just knew our role and we were both comfortable with it. And I'm comfortable with where we are right now. So when we come in and we look at that, we've got to be comfortable with who everybody else is that's around us and allow them to grow into their role. And be who they are. Now, I understand from from my side of it now is you, you do have some positions that you can't put a novice in, right. obviously. Right. And you can't, you, you, there are, but listen, not every position in every job is an emergency. I've got to have the best of the best in there right now. Yeah. And if it is, you need to go and reexamine your, your company, your church, or your organization. Brent, I got my start in ministry. You know what I did? I straightened chairs and used a leaf blower to blow the trash out of the youth room. They had bleachers set up in the in, in part of it, and it was too hard to get underneath there in vacuum, so they gave us an electric leaf blower, and I would come in after work. Uh, I'd work my regular 40-hour-a-week job, and I would go up to the church and volunteer, and that was one of the things that I did. That's how I got my start in ministry. Not exactly the most important job in the world. It wasn't critical. It, it wasn't something that, you know, where it required a lot of thought and a lot of anything else. It was a very basic entry-level position. And the more that I proved myself to be able to do that, the I didn't do it very long before they pulled me out to start doing something else. And they developed me and grew me and uh, and moved me into that next place in life. 
You know, it, it's, it's, that's what it's all about. And so when you end up with somebody that isn't a high capacity leader, you just need to help them find their position. And as I was saying earlier, that's, that's one of the greatest joys that I have in ministry is to be able to come in and say, man, what is it that you want to do and how can I help you get there? That is one of my motivating factors. You know, as I was, as I was saying earlier, as I was in the office praying, I'm not the front guy, but what I am is I'm a coach. And, and I'm very comfortable with that because coaches get all-stars and all-stars get the credit, but it takes a coach to get them to be all-stars. Mm-hmm. And I'm a coach. That's what I do. You know, I'm a, I'm a developer of people and I'm the one that can run the practice and I'll let those guys run out there and, and run up and down that court, so to speak, and wear themselves out and be great at what they do. And I'm totally okay with that because I get to develop people and I get to see them grow into who they are. And I find joy in that. And if you will find joy and, and, and contentment and satisfaction in growing people and developing people, you'll find that you have what you would consider. I may not consider him to be an all-star or Brent may not consider him to be an all-star, but they're your star. Yeah. With where you're at. But that, and that, that brings up a whole, Another thing, and we aren't, weren't really prepared to go this way, but what you said spurred me, spurred this thought is some of you that are listening may be leaders and maybe senior pastors or, or CEOs or, or what have you, and maybe you're not really that person that is really strong at developing. Well, who on your staff is? Yeah. One of the greatest moves we ever made in the things that we were doing was we had people we, 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 we got our hands on people who were excellent developers. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Neither one of us are slouchy or anything at that. And, and we do pretty good at it, but we're talking about not in every area though. Not exactly. Not in every area and not down to the, I mean, all the way, I mean, all the way down to literally just about everything that was going on in their life. I mean, the people that they got put with, they, they, I mean, when you're when you when you're operating in the pastoral gift, which which, which we both did, and, and, and it, still it, do, it still do. You, you, you there's just some things you don't you're not familiar with. Yep. Okay, and plus you're running you're running the whole show, so you can't obviously devote as much time to that one person that's doing something that you're not you you're not doing it all the time. You're not, you know, doing that that job all the time. So you're not proficient at it, but there's somebody on your organization that is, and this is what I was going to say, that creates a position or that creates an outlet for somebody else on your staff to let out their gift. Yeah. And so what are you doing? You're actually killing two birds with one stone. You're, you're using this one individual who needs development and needs to be taught. And you're using somebody else who's got a knack, a knack for it. And you're, you're at the end of the day, they've both raised their game. Yeah. So by investing into into the lives of of people who are not stars, uh, you're actually creating somebody who's already functioning and went to to be an all star, and somebody who is a not star to become a, uh, an average Joe. <laughs> that's such a horrible. Well, it, but it really you, comes down to almost the parable of the talents, Brent. Uh, it, that's exactly what it is. When when you look around at it, I've I've you know kind of looked around at it some. When we when we say you know we look at the guy with that poor guy with one talent, 
if you if you do it out in in 2014 numbers where gold is about $1200 an ounce a talent is you know anywhere between 57 and 130 pounds yeah cuz it's a measure it's a weight and they went by Roman talents in the time of Jesus. It was about 75 pounds of gold that the guy was given, which he was given over a million dollars. And we think that he didn't have anything. And people tend to think that, well, I'm a one-talent person, so I don't have anything. And one of the, I think one of the biggest things that we as leaders and developers of people need to do is fill people with confidence and, and explain to them, you have everything that you need in order to do what God has called you to do in life. You just or else need he to wouldn't learn. have called you to do Absolutely. It. Or, and, and just because, you know, well, Brent, you're a, you know, you're a five-talent guy and I'm a one-talent guy, it doesn't mean it takes just as much effort for me to double my talent as it does for you to double your five. The same amount of effort is going into that. Yeah. And it, so we come in and we look at this. We can't look at people and say, well, I only want five and, and, and two-talent people. I don't want any of those one-talent people. Man, it's so it. The one talent people are just as important to your organization. Well, the, as five, the five talent, talent the five are. talent guy started as one talent guy, though. Absolutely, that pattern. It, it's all the two, given. The two talent guy was most likely the one talent guy at the time before that. Each according to their own ability. Yeah. And according to their ability, it it was given to them, and they're going to grow, and they're going to gain more over the course of time. So we have to look at a, at the people that are that God has put into our organization. And stop judging them based upon what they don't have, but looking at the resources that they do have and the resource that they are for your organization. And what they could be. Absolutely. And see them as they can be, not as they are. We're out of time. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. This is Brent. I'm Keith. Thanks for joining us. Have a great evening, morning, or afternoon. Thanks for joining us for the 1330 Podcast with Brent and Keith. We want to hear from you. Find us on Facebook and Twitter today at 1330podcast or email us directly at 1330podcast at gmail.com. Join us next time for another 13 minutes and 30 seconds geared to change you into the leader that you and those who follow you want you to be.